0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Day Home Podcast. This is episode 11. What an honor it is to have a TikTok star and upcoming social media stud, Philip. Welcome to the podcast and thanks for coming on, man.
1: Yo, what's good, guys? How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm Philip hey. versus the world. You can find yep. me on YouTube, TikTok, mainly my TikTok. I'm big on there. Sadly, not YouTube yet, but one day I'm going to get there. Absolutely.
0: You are going to get big on all social media platforms because of your work ethic, your creativity, your drive. It's unparalleled and I have so much I want to talk to you about getting into how you started your creativity what your drive and what you want to do later on but I wanted to talk about this to start off the podcast because in my previous episodes Roman and I talked about your social media the pros and cons is it worth it should we do it should you recommend someone who's coming up to get on social media and do or make an account so I wanted to ask you, because you have a large social media presence, you have over 800K followers, you have 8.6 million likes on TikTok. I mean, you have a huge following. So do you recommend starting on social media? What do you say from your perspective, the pros and cons are?
1: Okay. I think you should not start a social media.
0: Really? <laughs> That's controversial.
1: Here's why. Because okay. people don't understand how hard it is. You can do it if you just, if you want to have fun, sure, go for it. But if you're there to become successful and that's your goal and you aren't going to put in the work ethic and you guys, because you guys have no idea how hard social media is. You guys think it's easy. Just turn on the camera. It's easier than a nine to five. Social media is harder than a nine to five. You're giving up a nine to five to work full time. Yep. That's a lot harder work. It is harder work. Basically, on social media, you have to learn to promote yourself, give value, learn a skill is so important. Learning a skill on social media is very, very important, whether it's comedy, dancing, maybe knowledge you can bring to the table. Sometimes girls bring value. Like people just say, oh, girls, they're just hot. That's why they get so many views, but they're bringing value to dudes because they're pretty looking. That's value. Maybe you can give people tutorials on something you're knowledgeable about. Entertaining is a skill you have to learn. Speaking, a skill networking is a huge thing you should is a huge skill it's the most important skill in all of social media Mm. you can have no talent but if you can network that's a talent that's a skill that's the most important skill if you can network your way up to the top that's how people do it that's all you need to do editing but definitely learn a skill of value to entertain people that's that's very important too and make sure you're learning it and developing it each day what's the definition of insanity
0: doing the same thing over and over expecting different results
1: exactly don't do that on social media well on tiktok <laughs> you kind of do have to do the same thing over and over again but make sure you're getting better and improving each time yeah. and look at you have to improve each time like if you're doing comedy definitely look at areas you can improve don't just assume you're good at something and just leave it at that you have to keep improving but on tiktok when you find something that goes viral do it over and over again for yeah. sure that's how you get more cloud on tiktok but definitely make sure you're learning skills in the background because you don't know how long that's going to last for doing the same thing over and over again. Right. You have to always like keep innovating social media. You should always be innovating. That's another thing too. So it's definitely harder than a
0: nine to five. That's controversial. Cause I have never heard that before. I, I have yet to hear anyone say social media is harder than a nine to five.
1: Yeah. People think it's just like, you turn on the camera, you're recording
0: yourself. Ha ha ha. No, true.
1: like there's more work that goes in behind the scenes for sure it's people can say it's luck and all that definitely does luck for others but if you really want to do be successful and you want to keep your presence you have to like put in a lot of work
0: yeah and i also think it depends people say it's luck yeah Mm -hmm. it can be if that one person creates one video it just happens to go viral and then they don't follow it up with anything Mm it is it just happens to be that person made one viral video versus One person continuing to make content because they want to make a business or themselves as a commodity, a value in the marketplace. And they make something out of themselves by providing content on a weekly basis, daily basis, monthly basis, and they do it for the rest of their lives. That's not lucky. That's hard work. Mm. That's dedication. As you say, that's them constantly evolving and producing content that people enjoy because they find okay people don't like this so i'll try this they just constantly tune up themselves and really improve themselves exactly yeah
1: i feel like not everybody gets an opportunity where it's just like the one video goes viral and the people that do not everybody stays some people fall off like there's some people that really get lucky in this world because yeah. they're so unique and uniqueness is the most important thing on social media don't try to be cool people try to be cool try to act Someone they're not, I know it's so cringy, and we all hear that. Don't be someone <laughs> you're not be yourself. But I think it's a little more than be yourself because being yourself doesn't always get you viral in social media, it's actually being unique and being different. Yeah, being the weirdest you can be also like works. Being cringy on social media is another way to go viral. Being cringy, controversial, starting drama. Yeah, you want to be cringe. If you find your content cringe, that's probably a good thing because it's actually more likely to go viral but i feel like there's two versions of cringe there's a the cringe where it's just like poor editing poor where you suck at something but then there's like cringe where it's just so weird it's like what is this people love watching weird people love weird weird is good if you're weird use that to your advantage because that's what makes people go viral
0: you heard it first being weird the weird the better if you're a mm-hmm. freaking weirdo you have a stand great future on social media
1: yeah that's they stand out the most that's why i like A lot of weirdos are in the industry. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Probably like Jeffrey Epstein's and stuff. He's a weirdo. I'm kidding. Don't be that weird. Don't be weird in that context.
0: Highlight your weirdness. Honestly, I think that's a good thing about social media. Like Mm -hmm. when maybe you got called weird because you like, you were so super into Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something. People love that. There's a huge market for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. People want to listen to you. If you have a following and you just do a super deep dive on Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, like people share your interests. Yeah. And you just happen to be that person to start the content and you make a huge channel out of it.
1: Yeah, talk about what you're passionate about. Like, I don't care how weird it is. That's exactly how you gotta be on social media. It is yeah. weird. You don't succeed yeah. by just being normal. Like, think of someone like Flight Reacts, he's a guy who reacts like half of his reactions, people would call him sus and stuff like that, or cringe. Like if he was like in a gang or in actually in a community, like in school doing that shit, he'd probably get beat up. But listen, sus works on TikTok. That's why Aiden Ross is blowing up. He knows that he's using that to his advantage. Being sus, being weird. People love sus. They find
0: it funny. That's entertaining. Exactly. People just want to find entertainment. But to go back to the question, things you just highlighted, right? You have to constantly improve, kind of self-analyze. Oh, this one's working. This one's not working. How do I bring value to the TikTok people, or Instagram people, YouTube, whatever your platform may be. From all the things you highlighted, I'm more for, yeah, you should get on social media because. For me, at least, I didn't know what bringing value was. Like when I was graduating college or just in college, like bringing value, what do you mean? I just got to do whatever my job is. But by doing social media, I learned a lot more in the sense that, oh, I just can't post whatever I want and just expect it to grow. I got to build a community like you always talk mm-hmm. about. Right? Yeah, that's exactly bring value. Like what do the people that enjoy watching me, what do they like about me? What do they like seeing more of? Mm -hmm. What do I bring value? What is the content doing for them? I learned all these things by starting social media. So that's why I'm in the camp of it's not social media just because you get brand deals, money, like your life is going to change. Like, yeah, that's a part of it, but you grow as a person by learning all these important life skills that affect you outside of it and help you mature more you know i mean especially mm-hmm. for you you have a larger following like you know you can be obnoxious you can be annoying you can be like oh i'm, I'm like all the shit but you're not that you're very humble still with a larger tiktok following
1: dude no matter what i don't know exactly every video that i make is going to go viral because there's like some that tank that i think is going to go viral this is going to go viral but then it tanks it's so demotivating but like, that's the process of it and like, I've had videos that I didn't expect to go viral. This just like 30 million views. What the, f-? what, <laughs> what is happening? Like, that's what
0: everyone says, right? Like people yeah. who are on social media, like some of the things that they just like, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to scrap it, but I'll just post it. That yeah. goes viral.
1: I know the weirdest thing that you wouldn't expect you're good at. You could be the best at. And back to what you were saying is you, you can be yourself and post what you want, but you have to like use that as a testing ground to see what works. Cause like, I see like people, you know, the YouTuber, Emma Chamberlain, do you know her? But yeah, She just uploaded a vlog one day of her shopping at the dollar store and that went viral. It's because she was just being herself. She's so unique. She was already unique at, at the bat. She was like, she was being herself and herself was unique yep. and different. That's what helped innovate her and grow. And she just her style. You never know if you're going to be the next viral thing off the bat, but don't get demotivated. If you're not, because like, bro, you could become the best ever. And you don't even know because you have to put in the work. Like LeBron James and most basketball players, like I was watching Space Jam the other day. I love that movie. I know people trash on it. I know Space people Jam. been trashing it. No, I love that movie. People like, expect every movie to be like some super masterpiece. I went into expecting you know, this to just be a fun movie. That's yeah. it. Not every movie has to be like a super masterpiece, but in the movie, it highlights at the beginning of the movie how LeBron James wasn't the best at basketball. He, he sucked, basically, kind of in a way. Like he missed his shot. And I think the greatest of all time start off being shit. Like really yeah. they do. You're not gonna pick up something and just be the best at it right away. You have to put in the work. For yeah. me on TikTok, when I started off on this, I was so trash and I didn't even believe really in myself yeah. at it because I just saw it as so hard. Like I've always been a YouTube kid and always wanted to do YouTube. And yeah. I was learning the ropes of YouTube and making my content just for that. And I thought learning TikTok is so much harder. Like you guys will think it's harder, but I'm like doing comedy skits. Like this is not my comfort zone. I had to get into my comfort zone and I knew that TikTok was a new wave and I had to adapt to it no matter what. So I did that and I kept practicing at it for months and months until eventually, like I kept looking at myself. I had this desire to become better and better and better. Like I want to become the best I could be. And eventually out of nowhere, like putting in the work every day, posting, like I made made a pack with myself to post every day, Wow. every day. And I stuck to that literally i started in february of 2020 posted every day and eventually by march i had my first viral video it was 100k but, but it's not still, really man. viral yeah but that was like the biggest hit for me i was so happy my intentions to at least grow on social media were like at least i want to hit like 10k or 50k like that was that was it yeah but anyway from that point i just kept posting and, and seeing what works trying different things things that weren't me trying like a mix of everything trying I feel like if you go to your comfort zone, you try things that aren't you, Yeah. you never know what you're going to be the best at. And that could go viral. And that could be what launches your career. And I have been doing that ever since on TikTok, trying new things, not just doing what everybody else is doing. If it's out of my comfort zone, like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are so important. And I love the fact that you kept trying, you kept trying different things. That's what I think about social media. In order for you to really succeed or build whatever you want to build out of it and get you know the money or the lifestyle that you want you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. not only that the scrutiny that i'm sure you maybe some people were like hey that was a shit video and like, yeah. like what was that for like i didn't even do anything right like exactly. you have to get, get- to that right and that's i think that's so important in life like there's no one that's gonna like think you're amazing there's only there's always gonna be that one person that dirtbag that says something negative that might you, yeah. get you down right especially on social media because especially everyone...
1: when you're starting out it's the hardest people for some reason on social media look at views like i get more compliments on my videos now because i get more views but i'm like some of them are just asked like in my opinion like i'm just like really like if i was posting this stuff and i was getting like 10 views you guys wouldn't even like sometimes support that stuff. Like when you're starting out, people just look at the views and assume that's how good you are. You're good based off your views. You can be like really talented, but if you're getting low views, but you're shit. No, you're not. Bro, like that's part of the process. You have to go through that. It's the hardest part in social media starting out because you're going to be shit and then you're putting out the negative confidence, comments, and you're going to get a lot of hate and it's so your comfort zone. You're going to get demotivated a lot, but you have to push through that. It took me from February of making shit content to trying every day (laughs) Until May to get my first viral video that actually had a million views. So, and then I got 10 million views after that. And yeah. it just started spiraling. And I was like figuring out what works. Then it went back down to low views. It took me a lot to figure out what works. Don't worry that if for, right after your first video, don't go super viral not the top of the game. Because you have to learn the ropes and figure out what works for you.
0: So when you went, when you first started and you got, you got some negative views, how did that affect you? And how were you able to overcome that?
1: Sometimes it really hurts like i want to cry myself to sleep. <laughs> no, it does hurt sometimes. Like i'll work on a video for hours. Like there's some videos where i worked on for 3 days straight. Like just i didn't even VFX and it'll just get like a measly 10k views. I know like to some people that's like they would dream to have that but it, It's 10K views. It's not hitting the for you page. It's only going out to my followers. Yeah. And that's what sucks. But like I have to push forward and know like what I'm actually grinding for and know that I'm going to get through this. And like eventually then I always make viral videos after that. Even when I'm failing, I know like one day this is what I want. I'm going to succeed at this. I don't care how many times I fail. I'm coming to the top. That's what I'm here for. I'll learn any skill I want to learn. So like I have that drive in me. It's really about your drive your passion your desire is the most important piece to this success the number one key you need to succeed in life is your desire that's all because your desire is what pushes you forward past all of the hardest points past all of the negativity all the hate it's your passion it's your desire that pushes you through all of it the most
0: important thing that's what drives us to take action whether Mm -hmm. it's good or bad whatever it is, whether you want to become a doctor or whatever your passion may be, I I think that's the beautiful thing about social media. Back in the day when we didn't have social media, you, you don't have the opportunity. You're either just doing nine to five or just doing other jobs. But with social media, you're able to sell your charisma, your character, your whatever it is. But through that, you're able to talk about freaking Pokemon. You're able to talk about sports. You're able to make something mm-hmm. and do something that you love doing and monetize it. I mean, that concept to me, yeah, it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's and beautiful. our parents uh, their parents, they don't have that opportunity, or they didn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. We now have the opportunity. We're in a day and age where we can do that. You can talk about a freaking water bottle, how amazing it is, and you mm-hmm. can make money off that. How like how yeah. insane is that? You know,
1: it's just it's incredible. You can make money from playing video games. Like that's another thing. Like if you're playing video games back to, wait, I just want to make a point. Like back when I was saying, should you start social media or not? Like, I think if you want to do it, do it. Fucking go for it. I don't want to be the person that's like bringing anyone down, but I'm just saying, if you think this is easy and you're just in it to like try for five years, four years, you're just in it for the short term, just to get viral. Don't do it. Yeah. Do it. If you're truly passionate about it, that's when you do it. That's what I want to say back to what you were saying. With the point I was just gonna make about gaming is people just think starting a gaming channel is just you playing games. No, you have to bring some entertainment or something else to it. Make it unique. Like if you're streaming, it's not just about playing the game and people are watching you. If you're good at the game, yeah, you'll build an audience. But you also want to focus on like engaging with an audience and focusing more on your audience for building a community. You want to focus on the other people, not, a, not yourself. Right. That's what building a community is. Focusing on the people and not focusing on yourself. Like people who want to succeed in the gaming realm, you have to bring entertainment through the video games. You have to like put more thought into it and definitely like provide value whether it's making people laugh giving knowledge you got to offer something a little more and that's everything on social media i just think gaming is a good example because people think that's the easiest thing when it's not it's hard to grow in the gaming community
0: yeah and like you talked about especially if you want to start on the gaming everyone's thought is oh i'm good at gaming so i'm gonna start it who didn't think of that right like everyone else there's so many players out there that that are good but What else do they have? Oh, they're hilarious. Or they have this cool phrase that they, you know, people go crazy for. Or they have a crazy something that really attracts them and that differentiates them. Yeah, everyone's going to be probably good. Yeah, probably someone's going to get 25 kills. Yeah, like if that is what determines to go viral, I don't think that's it. It's something about the flair of that Mm -hmm. person, that gamer, that really attracts them to stay on and watch a YouTube video for an hour. It has to be something about them besides the gaming aspect that interests the viewers to stay on and be vested and interested in that video right
1: yeah if you want to succeed on this platform bro you really have to like stand out you have to be different because everyone's already did everything first and like (laughs) people look at like PewDiePie we just got popular through gaming but he was like the first to it if you're the first to something you'll be the biggest at that exactly That's exactly how you want to be. If you're the first at something, you're going to be the biggest at it. If you want to be like more popular than someone else, you have to be better than them, basically. And it's not just always about talent on there. It's about how you
0: stand out. And also a a niche market, like whatever, like a sliver. Maybe you're a gamer who also talks about this, and that's a market that isn't very developed. Mm -hmm. You can create that market yourself and dominate in that. Exactly. So dad, you have to be creative. And and these are some nuances that I definitely learned as, you know, from you too, watching you, but also doing my research, it takes a lot of work and it kind of goes back to that. But when I first started, I just started posting stuff and I didn't know Jack, Mm. I didn't know how to use hashtags. I didn't even know how to post it. You can schedule posting. There's so many different things you learn, but I don't want to overwhelm if you, if you're a listener and want to start, I don't want to overwhelm you, but just understand as Philip said, you find a passion and start doing it, but hopefully that passion itself, the want to and the desire for you to grow something by talking about your passion will make you take the actions to research exactly. and do things that will hopefully create this passion revenue, whatever it is that will become your life. Hopefully.
1: Hmm. I definitely want to encourage more people to do it and keep passionate. Like don't get overwhelmed or lose interest just because I'm telling you all the hard things. Cause I'm, I'm telling you the hard things so when you're going through all those hard points in life that you'll have something to come back to you have someone to like kind of have empathy with so then you can push forward and keep going harder because I know you got this like anybody can do this industry it's not as easy but at the same time if you're passionate about it you can do it and you want to build that passion that's what we want to focus on building is your desire for because then you'll With that desire, you'll be able to get through any obstacle that's in your way and you'll be able to learn new skills because it's not the easiest thing to go through. Like definitely like I'm not complaining, but I love social media and I hate it at the same time. Like I'm going to I'm divided on it.
0: Yeah. So what is it like having a large following on TikTok, whether it's different platforms or not? Have you seen people like notice you or is it like how awesome is it to have like so many people just like saying, oh, that's awesome. Like that's great content. Is it always fulfilling as you thought it would be? Like, is, does the mm-hmm. expectation meet what you thought it was going to be when you blow up?
1: It's awesome. The community behind it is amazing. Like I love meeting new people. It has allowed me to meet so many people and connect me with so many people. It's amazing to have the gratification for it. But I will tell you this one thing, social media is not fulfilling. With me personally, like I've always been pretty antisocial. And this has allowed me to like it doesn't fix that problem. And you have to go out there and work at it yourself. And that's where I'm finding myself is to be more social. That's what's fulfilling. It's your your skills that you learn that helps fulfill you. You have to find fulfillment in yourself. You still have to develop yourself. Just because you have a huge social media following doesn't mean you get everything you want. It's not going to get you all the bitches you want and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe like if you're a millionaire for sure, but you could be a millionaire and still feel depressed. It's because this stuff is all material stuff. It's not the fulfilling aspect. It's not going to fulfill you. So definitely continue when you're building a social media to work on yourself. For me personally, I didn't work on myself. I was like only focusing on social media. I definitely grew and got the success past the success I wanted. Cause I was only like wanting to hit hundred K and I got to like 800 K and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I got that success, but I still feel very depressed because I wasn't working on myself. I stopped working out. I let myself go. Mm-hmm. So On social media, just remember the most important thing to do is also to work on yourself. Make sure you're working out, staying healthy, keeping fit, keeping social. Yeah, that's another huge thing. I know during the lockdown, it's been harder to keep social. That's definitely been taking a toll on me. It caused me to take a break for a few months. I had to take a a little bit of a break and don't feel bad because you have to take a break on social media. You'll still keep your followers. I don't care what anyone says or you're going to fall off. No, you're not. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like you have to work on yourself and that's what's going to fulfill you is working on yourself, not social media. It does not
0: fulfill you. So I think that's a very important aspect that you highlight because outsiders see these large social media People and they think, oh wow, they're they're just their life is perfect. No, yeah. it's really not that. And I think I don't have a large following, but you do. And I I think i learning from the social media process. You're almost building a house, right? And
1: dude, if you think dude, if you foundation. build a,
0: yeah. a house with private material and it's hollow, the more followers you get, think about it. It's there's a lot of pressure and weight. And if your house is built with hollow things, it's gonna crash. It's gonna burn. Exactly. It's gonna just completely <laughs> you know break. But this house, this metaphor, is you. And the more you're built with inner confidence and you really know who you are and the content that you're providing, and it really doesn't matter what other people say. If your content is true to yourself, your house is made out of bricks, just solid foundation. And even when there's a lot of followers that come on top of the house, it's so compact and ready to support it. You're going to be able to continue to bring content and value because your foundation is so grounded in who you are your inner confidence so whatever other people say doesn't really matter and the people who are really loyal to you they're loyal to who you are and the content you provide
1: exactly like i felt like when i first built my social media like i failed but when i first built my social media i was kind of good at building a community because i was interacting with my followers giving a lot of value then i felt like as i started getting more popular i kind of stopped that a little bit and i Kind of like lost. I didn't know how to like keep up with all this, and I'm I'm starting to get a hang of it now. Because the main factor to build a you want to build a strong foundation, because otherwise you're gonna have a lot of followers, but they're not going to stick with you. They're kind of they're not gonna follow you on other social medias. I feel like I failed that, and when I expect I'm learning how to do that right now. You want to build a strong foundation. First of all, work on yourself. Know who you are. Make sure you're working out. Make sure you're you love yourself first, because you want to love yourself. To have others love you. Definitely write down all my goals and like plan out everything. So I love that. Baking a community is the most important thing to build a strong social media following. Everybody, like from the Nelk Boys, they all have strong communities and stuff like that. All YouTubers and TikTokers. If you really wanna be successful, you need a strong community. How you build a strong community is knowing the value you bring to others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great transition as you talk about value. Building a community, it's really about the core fans that really mm. love your stuff, that will buy your merch or that buy your stuff that you're selling. Exactly, that's the where it really counts, and you really want those, not just oh they f- see one video and they like it, so they subscribe, but they don't ever watch your other stuff. It really yeah. doesn't mean jack then.
1: Yeah, like my problem is I've always been really introverted, so I've been like very unsocial, and mm. I've been working on my social skills like the past few months i had to like get better at this because like i always sucked in and that's why i failed to build a strong community because i didn't really interact with them properly Mm -hmm. yeah because that's really important like you want to make sure turn all those followers into like basically friends and that's why i'm learning right now to build a strong community around what i want and it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of energy especially if you're coming off being introverted you have to learn to become extroverted for sure
0: right and also You're not going to know everything. No one's going to be prepared. Like, okay, I am going to be a social media expert because I have all this knowledge from Philip and all these people that I listen to. It's, yeah, we can equip with you all the knowledge you can have, but until you go through it yourself, go through the fire, go through the trial and error, you're going to have to do it yourself and that's okay. It's good to fail. It's good to learn. I mean, I think you have to fail in order to succeed. So the more fails you have, the better you're going to be. So it's okay. I know Philip is giving you all this wealth of knowledge and it could be overwhelming. Shoot, it's overwhelming for me as a person trying to I I feel that too. If someone was
1: telling me all this, I would feel overwhelmed. I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. I'm mostly speaking to people who have been doing this and trying Mm -hmm. to get empathy, trying to get their um, on the same track as me, like kind of connect those dots. So you guys can come back to this when you're doing it, but definitely right off the bat, don't feel demotivated. Just go for it. Just go for it. Start it. I don't care how many times you fail. Don't worry about how many times you fail. Just keep pushing at it. You have to know what to do when you're failing and why you're failing there's always a reason to why you're failing and yeah. you have to figure that out for yourself social media is really about doing it yourself there's no chart there's no exact diagram to how to grow on social media but there are things that will improve your growth there's things that will increase your chance of going viral and increase your chance of building a strong social media following but there's no exact diagram step by step everyone's journey is going to be different yeah. everybody no yeah. one's going to have the same journey nobody like look at every youtuber every tiktoker like everybody's journey has been unique to themselves so that's why it's so important to like take your passion and go for it but there's definitely things you can learn on the way i just want to give those tips to people who are struggling right now and can yeah. really get there because i have friends that i've been helping improve at what they can do too and i yeah. just see like a lot of people on social media do the same thing over and over again and they don't improve themselves
0: yeah and i think you highlight all the important things you need to know and hopefully give comfort to those people who are starting out. They're like, yeah. I'm going through this. And you're telling them, it's okay. Everyone goes through it. It's the part of the process. It's part of their journey. You're probably doing the right thing because you're going through that. If you're not going through that, then you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, you have exactly. to go through these failures and, and these steps that every person went through when they're starting out on social media. So don't be discouraged. If anything, be encouraged because you are going through this, you're doing the right thing, if anything. So keep on failing, keep on building that community, keep on building all these things. And I think, like you talked about the diagram, there is no one way, there's no one successful way. Yeah, it's some things you can repeat and that may help you a little bit, but each journey is unique. And there is no diagram. There's no chart to tell you this is right or wrong. There no professor, you know, that's telling you, OK, this is the right thing. This is an uh, incorrect thing. And this is I think this is a good segue to get into. I want to become a YouTuber versus mm. I want to I want to go to college and get this career. So especially since you're a lot younger than me, do you think it's worth going to college? It is college still worth a important uh, revenue or a choice to go down. I know Gary Vanderchuck always talks about if you want to become like a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, where it really needs education, it's worthwhile. But if you're going to either go into sales or something like that, door-to-door sales or some other career avenue, it's not really worth it. And there's also trade schools you want to get into, like honing into a skill. Social media is very important. So all that said, do you think it's worth still pursuing college for a lot of people?
1: I usually used to always say no, but in this case, I'm going to say it depends. It doesn't depend. I'm not saying if you want to start social media, don't go to school because actually you can use school to your advantage. Here's why. You can go to school, network with people. I always, I've been wanting to actually for the last few months, actually thinking about going to college for that factor of networking because you can meet other creative people like you especially if you come from a small town you're gonna have a hard time networking people that have the same passion as you like i feel like no one in my area really has that drive or passion or really likes creating videos like i do so that's why i've been looking at college as another avenue to go to to find people who are just as creative or like if you can move out to a bigger city like if you're in u.s you can move up to la i would do that but since i live in canada the closest thing i have is toronto and moving up to la would just be so much money damn (laughs) Uh, that's not easy. So I have to use what I can to my advantage, either go to Toronto, but it's also really expensive and not the easiest thing. Right. But that's the thing I know to do to move forward. And that's where I'm going to find all the creative people is yeah. in that area. Or I can go to a college in Toronto. Instead of just living out in Toronto, I could actually go to a college, stay there and network with people who are in those creative fields. Like there's creative people in film, photography And everybody now wants, nowadays, wants to start a social media. So people go to college to learn those skills. And that's where you can go to network with people. And you can, you never know who you're going to find in college. Like take Steve Jobs, for example, and Bill Gates. They all went, they went to college. They dropped out, but they went to college and they found a person just as passionate about the project, that particular thing as they were. And through that, they were able to build the most successful companies in the world. Like truly, like at the end of the day, those people, found another person like them in college. And that's why I think college is important. It's not college is not to me, university and college is not about the schoolwork. It's more about finding people who are like you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where a lot of people found success is through the people in college, not particularly the work that's in college.
0: I think that's very important to speak on because when people go to college, they think books and what you learn from the professors are the, where the most value will get. No. I understand. That's not actually it's, it's true. Not. I mean, in some aspects of maybe there's more value in the people that you go to school with and who you get to meet, how you put yourself out there. And like you talked about highlighting jobs and different startup companies that, you know, yeah, they, you know, dropped out, but they really found people who are just as invested and passionate about whatever they wanted to create. And when you find that, I think I'm not telling you to drop out by any means, but they pursued that and dropped out because they knew, okay, this has become our life. Essentially, we're gonna build this, and or we die. We will build it and build it and build it. That's our new life passion. And to your point, maybe like like yourself, you have a social media presence. Maybe you find people who are bigger than you, or just as you know, up and coming social media people, and you collaborate with them. You create ideas, or you meet a friend that's. Just so incredible at editing, and they teach you stuff, new skills, Mm -hmm. and they become your team, right? Like, oh, hey, maybe I can, you know, you we can work together to be to make you a lot bigger. You provide the content, but I will do the editing for you. I will, you know, do this, and we become a team. You know, so like, you never know how people might benefit you, but you always reach out, and you know, it might not always be the most comfortable thing. But you reach out and you find and you talk to people and you bring value to them and they bring value to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's a, that brings up a good point because I had this thing written on my wall over there. It says you can grow strong here. I should go get it for a second just so I don't fuck up the quote. <laughs> If you want to go strong, you grow stronger together, is basically the yeah. quote. We all know David Dobrik. I don't yeah. care what you guys say. He's can't cancel him. No, he's an awesome kid. I don't care what anyone says. This man uses so many different characters in his videos, like so many different people. And that's why he's so successful, because he has so many people. People love videos and love content with a lot of people in it. When people are having a good time, giving good emotions, the more people you have in it, the actually better your videos will do, because people love seeing a lot of people. Right. people love being around big groups of people people want to be part of a big community that's what david dobrik built and i've been studying that and that's so cool like that's why you can go to college where you can meet so many different people and use them in your videos use them for content and also like use them for editing like you said use them for film you can have different people who have different skills that you can use to your advantage in building your own company and i think that's why college is actually important and i never want to see college fully go digital because you don't you don't get that. You can't really network like that when it's all digital, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, like perfect example now with COVID, I know a lot of people are doing the online schooling. People are just tuning in and getting on Zoom and just, you know, listening on, on a call. You, but you don't like get that college experience and, you know, there's parties to it. But like, you yeah. don't you can't there's no avenues of going in person and joining film club or exactly. you know, editing club. I mean, those are interesting. There's no right? place and, to network. Exactly.
1: That's why I've been staying away from the digital aspect. I just want to go back to when things are normal. So I can go there and network that that would be great. Yeah. But if that's not a reality right now that I'm going to have to like go out there in Toronto, like I'm thinking I'm saving money now to go to Toronto, just meet people, find people who are passionate. And that's what you really got to do. You got to find people who are passionate because you grow stronger together. Like if you can find one more person who's just as passionate with just as passionate with the thing you're passionate about, you're unstoppable. Like really yeah. A team is unstoppable. Look at KSI and Sidemen. KSI built this awesome team, the Sidemen, and that's why they're so powerful. Not everybody in Sidemen is the most entertaining, but they bring value and they help grow the group stronger. The group is stronger together. You're stronger
0: with more people around you than you are alone. Right. And you have to understand that it's okay. That's why everybody
1: moves out to L.A
0: yes exactly and that's yeah. why you, you you want a team right you can't do it yourself no matter who you are how talented you are there's always people who will support you in different areas that you're always weak at so mm-hmm. it's very important and like you talked about use college as a platform for you to meet amazing people that are passionate about what you want to do or some areas that you're weak at but you can recruit them to as a team but not i mean you know team but friend different aspects of your life that might benefit you there's there's I think a lot of areas where you can see benefits of college, not just uh, just outside of learning and getting a degree and just getting a job. There are a lot of aspects outside of college that you think, oh, there's some worth to value to. And I think that's a great transition point to, okay, now you graduated college and now you have a nine to five job. Is that harder than building or going full time on social media?
1: Working a nine to five is easier than doing social media because social media takes a lot more energy it's a full-time job that's a you're trading a nine to five to work full-time so doing and doing social media is way harder than doing a nine to five job people just think it's easy there's a lot of work that goes into it like again back to people like some people just blow up easy like emmer chamberlain addison ray and all that because like they're unique but not everybody's gonna be like that off the bat like it some people it took time and it's a lot of work like look at KSI it took time from the to build to get to where he's at now well some people just get to it overnight like Charlie Emilio Bella porch and other like tiktokers and stuff mm-hmm. KSI it took years to get to where he's at and most YouTubers like some people who like started off blowing up really quickly ended up falling off like look at half the viner's like most of them didn't stay besides David Dobrik cuz they built a community um, Logan Paul built a community right King Batch, he built a community. They all moved it to LA, networked with a bunch of people, stuck at it, and make sure to develop their skills on that. that all right. That's how you stay relevant. You definitely always want to learn skills and not everybody's going to get it right away. Some people, it took years to build that. Not everybody, yeah. like look at a lot of streamers. A lot of streamers, didn't blow up right away. Like Ludwig. I don't know. You probably don't know him, but he's a streamer. He said it took him four years to actually blow up on social media, to blow mm-hmm. up on streaming up streaming every day. Ninja. It took him so long to grow. And he ended up being the biggest. Like, wow. He, he grinded it for years, apparently like 10 years or something. I heard from wow. somebody 10 years to finally get there. And he ended up being the biggest,
0: wow. the biggest
1: in the world, the biggest gamer in the world.
0: I bet that's so fulfilling, right? Yeah. And and what does that say about hard work uh, pays off, con- consistency, hard work. And I think underlining is he really enjoys gaming. That's why he was able to do it for ten years. If he yeah. really didn't, I think he would have gave up by year one. If maybe I could be
1: wrong about ten years, I just know he took a long time to do it.
0: Right. The point is the long time part, and also you have to find a passion and that's why that's why it's so important right like if you don't if you're doing something that you're really truly not passionate about i don't think you're gonna make it to 10 years if you really wanted to do make it something big right these all these people are doing something that they enjoy and that's why they're able to do it day in and yeah. day out on a weekly basis for such a long time people and are then, just
1: gonna blow up on it like that's exactly. ridiculous come on guys like that doesn't yeah. it doesn't work like that really you have to be passionate about it
0: yeah and i think the best way to package it is like you really have to look at the long term and you have to put in the work and there is no overnight success yeah maybe your video goes viral but the rate of you falling what what are you going to provide after that are you going to continue to create something that made viral that's very hard and the pressure to do that is very daunting as well i'm sure you can ask all these biners who didn't who fell off the map after one mine that went viral right you have to follow it up with something that the audience will like as well as something that you would like because you want to continue to provide that content on and on and on
1: pressure and anxiety like i get that too sometimes but my desire is what keeps me pushing forward and i'm not giving up and right. through that i learned to make new skills what ended up branching out in more successes and different successes in different areas. And like, I, I I've so many different like things I'm working on right now that I could go viral doing anything. And that's really how you go to be is like developing more skills. And like, I just do this because I love it. And I also like do want to succeed at it. I definitely do want to get to the top because I love the community. I love the YouTube community. I love the people around it. I want to be involved in that community in any way I can.
0: And that's what I love about you. Like you, you're young. Passionate, you're following what you want to do, and you're working hard at it, and you're you're relentless, and that's what's so energizing about you. That's what I like, love. I just feed off you, and also to go back to the, I guess, our initial point. The thing about nine to five is you go to work at that time and you stop. It ends at five. But when you go on the social media route and you choose to take your first step to build whatever you're building, whether it's business or you just making yourself a famous platform, it doesn't stop, like you said. You got to learn how to record yourself. You take pictures of yourself, relentless hours of learning how to edit using hashtags. All those things add up and that's more than just nine to five that's being creative that's doing your own research that's you failing and thinking a lot of thoughts of oh man like why are you doing this you're just not getting no one is looking at you no one you're not getting any followers you're not getting any views there's a lot of mental battles to it too it's not what everyone thinks it is just blowing it up so easy getting all the fame there's a lot more mental aspects to it there's a lot of hard work to it there's a lot of late nights even just doing me just doing a podcast Yeah, I get to interview someone like you, interesting, like a guest on. But also after this, I got to go and edit this. And that's a lot of work. Just, you know, every second. I didn't know how to do editing. I'm not good with the computer. Editing
1: is so exhausting.
0: Yes. Can you talk about that? How hard it is, especially as you with the TikTok, all the special features you use. Can you talk about the importance of editing and and how it makes it different in terms of kind of boring video versus video that's edited and really makes a splash?
1: I love editing at the same time. I can also hate it. Like there's times where I don't want to do it, but I still push myself. And like, I know this is why I don't want to do it. Cause I'm so good at it and I'm not trying to be cocky and say, Oh, I'm the best. Oh, I'm the best. I'm better than you guys. No, I don't mean like that. I just mean like, I put it in like so much work and passion behind every frame of editing. Like when I'm editing a YouTube video, you guys can tell that I put in so many effects and beauty into it, yeah. but it also pushes me away because I think I have to always top my last video. And it's, it's exhausting to always keep it up because i put in like so much work like for example five to two minute video could take me 10 days to edit you guys yeah. would be like what the fuck? but yeah. look at the work i put into it like i make sure it's good i have to perfect it. i'm i'm an over perfectionist when it comes to editing and i think that also pushes me away from it and right. at the same time like when i'm editing a tick tock like i had a tick tock would be like four days it was a stranger things one No, that one took me two weeks two weeks for the stranger things one ended up only getting 24k views. Everyone's like, why didn't I blow up? I don't, I don't know. It pissed me off a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work. It can be mentally draining editing. It can be a lot exhausting masking or doing all this stuff. It's not the easiest job. It's probably hard to me personally. When you're done the project, you feel so good at, but you're like so proud of it and you want to share that to the world. And sometimes it's not always going to blow up, but you, that's part of it, man. Like that's just how it is. And another thing is like, When I'm sitting there for hours, it can be kind of depressing because you're so lonely. You're just in your room editing. (laughs) It's like working a desk job. So for me, I had to pull away from that too recently. And I want to focus more on my entertaining ability because I don't just want to do editing all day. If I want to do that, I would just edit for other YouTubers. I definitely want to focus start focusing on myself in ways I can entertain and be more funny. So I looked up other comedians, watched what they do, watch how their speakers speak. And I've been learning other skills on how to do that because I don't want to just be an editor and be known just for that because I don't want to do that all day. Like I do like it sometimes editing. I do like it. That's part of it. You have to edit. It was too much. It's exhausting editing. It can be exhausting if you're doing a lot of effects. Too. Right. And it's repetitive as hell editing.
0: Yeah. It's it's a lot of it, attention to detail and how fancy you want to get with it. Mm. I, I know there's a lot of ways to go about it, especially if you're cuts. like- Yeah, exactly. Like you, you make a lot of effects into your TikTok. You saying it took two weeks, that's surprising. But like, I'm not really surprised by that because of the quality you you put out, the content. So many effects going on so many like you know illusions and all those different crazy things going on so i understand that it took that long
1: and i'm learning as i go too so yeah. like what takes a lot of time is i'm learning and if it's not good enough and i think it's shit i'll trash it restart from the beginning Like that's how i edit everything if it's a youtube video if i don't like it i'll throw the whole fucking project out restart it again from yeah. scratch i'm that perfectionist like that's i'm like fucking steve jobs where i'm if someone <laughs> else was editing for me i'd be like the biggest i would be an asshole but I understand why Mr. Beast also is like kind of a like um, so strict when it comes to his editing. Like I hear a lot of editors say he's kind of strict, but I don't think he's an asshole or anything. I yes. just understand like how you want it to be perfect. You want that video to be perfect. Right. And sometimes when you're editing, you can be like really people would say, see it as you're being an asshole or you're like too much of a perfectionist. But you kind of have to be that way if you yeah. want it to be good You because you care so much about what you bring to other people. You want yours to be the best. Right the best packaging possibly can for other people.
0: I don't think it's really being an asshole. I mean I I think it it depends on how you put it for like a chef, they want their dish to look taste (laughs) and and, and may look amazing. That's the same way how we social media people want to feel like especially as you get bigger, you want to diversify and, you know, editing you, maybe there's a great editor, you know, and you want them to edit for you. So you can focus on your content. Like you talked about looking at different comedians, how they deliver their punchline, their joke. So you can focus more on that while the editing, but if you're not editing anymore, you don't have that control. And that's another aspect that you have to get used to. Like you have to let other people help you. And you may not always get the video that you want, but you can always communicate with them hey, like, I like the effects this way. So, sure, on the outside looking in, they might think, oh, he's a two perfectionist, but that's okay. You know want you your be product to look amazing. So, the person receiving it on their end, he always also gets that, oh, this is a great product as well as a great video as well. I
1: think, like, if I was gonna be, if I had an editor, I would probably be like, pretty strict on how you do it but i would also let you have your own creativity flow right. to it but i wouldn't want you to be lazy with it is like what i'm saying yeah and i think you shouldn't pressure people i wouldn't pressure anybody but like i i do put a lot of pressure on myself when i'm editing to make it the best so i, don't yeah, know. I and i, that I can talks- relate to people who are like really strict when it comes to editing you know what i mean like there's a lot of youtubers like that yeah. and they get a lot of complaints about that but i'm just like you have to you can't be lazy at it you know
0: yeah. And especially with editing, like you, it really tests your patience. Like you can really make a crap video and you could really not be happy with it. If, if you're okay with that, great. But I think a lot of us, if you're going to make the video, if you're going to film it, you want to do a ju- good job delivering, you know, your notification, your subscribe, all that stuff. You really want to do a good job and package the video to make it great. Mm-hmm. So and and that's a lot of learning. A lot of us, especially for me, I, I I was never good at computers. I was never editing. I'm still not good at it. Honestly, like it drives me insane. I hate doing it to be honest <laughs> with you, but yeah. I do it because it's a part of the process. I have I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy doing the podcasting so much. I love this. I want to build it, and that's what drives me to do, do the stuff that I hate doing. Freaking editing. I hate editing, but I still do it I because I want to make this bigger, and I hope. That message is delivered to you. And I think you did a really great job of doing that, right? You have to be passionate in this. You have to look at the long-term goal. And not think, every video is going to go viral, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think every YouTuber pretty much hates the process of editing. Like I've heard somebody many of them speak about that. It, but it's it's part of the learning curve. And you guys have to learn how to do it. Don't get lazy, don't be demotivated. It doesn't matter always how you edit too. at least make it watchable. Make the video watchable to ask yourself, is this watchable? Is this entertaining? At least make it entertaining as as you can be. You don't have to do crazy edits. Your entertaining style could be really, really simple, just a bunch of jump cuts or something. It doesn't have to be crazy or insane. I personally just edit like that because I just like my videos to look unique and different. And I don't want to demotivate anyone who's like starting out at this thinking, oh man, I don't want to edit. My editing is not like this. I literally started (laughs) off in editing on Share Factory on PlayStation and iMovie on iPhone and I yeah. had like some nice videos on there like I had videos that like, gone viral on YouTube. I had a video that got 100k just editing it in Share Factory with shitty effects. <laughs> Not even effects. It literally got 100k views when I was like in grade 10. It was insane. Wow.
0: So that's that's the great segue point too. is like I think we did a great job highlighting all the kind of tips and tools and the pros and cons of The social media, but I want to get into you. I want to talk about how you get creative, where your ideas come from, where does your creativity come from, where does your comedy come from? I want to talk about that.
1: Mainly just getting outside the box. Like I feel like when you're sitting in your room looking at other people's TikTok, it's TikToks, and you're scrolling down the page. What should I make next? You kind of get ideas from that, but they're not really good. Like my most standout ideas sometimes came from that, where it's like a passion, where it's like I see something and then I have a good idea right away on what I could do better to make it different. Mm-hmm. But most of it, I feel like when I get most creative is when I get out of the box, that means getting out of the house. I go for walks every day, every night, and just think, listen to music, get myself in a good mood. You have to get yourself in a good mood to get creative. So like, that's why people get a lot of good ideas in the shower, working out, especially I get a lot of genius ideas we're working out. I think that's where a lot of us get our creative drive from. When you're doing an activity, that's not sitting in your room and you're outside the box doing an activity. That's where you get the most creative. And you're putting yourself in a good mood. Dopamine creates a lot of good mood. I think that's why a lot of rappers do a lot of weed because it puts them in a good mood. That's why they get a lot of ideas. I personally don't suggest drugs. So I, I mostly like try to do other activities, drinking coffee and going for walks. Drink coffee puts me in a good mood. Just get outside the box. A good state of mind and ideas will just come to you.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a very important you highlighted your brain when it's in a good mood when the dopamine's firing you are so creative like you want to be creative your brain is coming up with crazy ideas and that are unique and you talked about walking i think philosophers back in the day they would just go and walk in the woods and they would just think of amazing ideas and without any drugs or anything like walking it's really time-tested and true. Like, it's amazing how creative ideas you can come up with flow and like working out. And, and I love doing that. And I love how you brought that up. When you're working out, like you're, you're, you're working on yourself, the dopamine firing, you're just kind of, you're working hard and you're in a creative state too. And when you're just laying down, eating Cheetos and just watching TV, of course, you're not going to come up with crazy ideas no. because you're not in that state. Like, how do you expect... To come up with amazing ideas when you're just laying, laying down all day.
1: Demotivated playing, sometimes playing games. Actually, I get some good ideas when I'm playing video games for just anytime I'm in a good mood. Find a healthy, yeah,
0: way. like they just sustainable, right? Not drugs, not exterior sources, like something that you can do every day with that would Natural not stuff. Yeah, that honestly, if anything, that would better yourself or like improve your mood, improve your health. Working out, like you talked about. That's amazing. Walking. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Do those things that really will get you in the creative state, that flow state, big on that. And that will improve your health. Kill two birds with one stone, right? Like just think of that analogy. Like that's an amazing way to do it. So
1: when you're walking, you're like burning calories. And at the same time, you're listening to music. So it's so beautiful. And uh, then you're just allowing, allow your creative thoughts to come to you. Don't just focus on one thing. Like I'm not getting an idea for this. Just allow creativity to come to you. And be free flowing with it when you're, I take like hour walks. My walks are like for an hour. I'll just walk around my whole street for an hour Mm -hmm. every night, just thinking of unique ideas. And that's where my best ideas really come to me.
0: Yeah. I love how action focused you are, like creative you are. You have to put yourself in the mood, the good mood to get great ideas. If you're in a bad mood, you're going to get bad ideas, right? I mean, like pretty self-explanatory. Oh, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Is it
1: normal to, after you're done working out to feel super tired? Like I feel as drowsy after I'm done working out for some reason, I always feel tired and like really so weak after, is that normal?
0: It all depends. I mean, maybe you just had a little bit less to eat and just feeling like really lethargic because you had, you got a great workout in, but you depleted a lot of your energy. You just need some calories back in you to feel a little bit better. Or, you know, maybe just had less sleep. Sleep is very important in terms of how you feel, not just yeah. you're working out. I mean, that's. I mean, sleep affects everything you do. So, if you get one bad quality sleep, it can affect your next uh, day's workout. Absolutely. Uh, my sleeping so, patterns so
1: bad. It is so really? bad. Like I'll I'll work overnight, like on my stuff. It's just like, damn. I'm trying to work on making a better sleeping schedule. My my sleeping schedule is all over the place. I don't, and it's so hard. It affects my work too. Like it makes me less. Wanting to stream and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I could be getting so much more done if I had a good sleeping schedule.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. You have to get on a great sleeping schedule. Yeah. Like there's this book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Amazing book. As I, like, even when I cracked it open, I went through all the pages. You'll be able to recall experiences, whether maybe it's a late night study or like late night editing and you felt like complete shit afterwards or you were so driven to eat more, like calorie dense foods. Like it affects what you eat how you feel, how you look, all those crazy things, how you work out. So I highly recommend you eat it or not eat it, read it. (laughs) Um, And also try to get on a sleeping schedule. That's really good for you. I know you're staying up all night with editing and you're working hard, but after I read that book, it really changed my life in terms of how I prioritize sleep. Sleep was not that important to me before that book. But after that, I'm like, I have to go to bed at the latest 11. And that really Uh, changed my life for the positive, mm -hmm. how I'd be creative too.
1: 11 you fall asleep at
0: so the best time to really fall asleep where you're getting REM sleep non-REM sleep is 10 30 to 11 try to go to bed then and try to wake up around maybe like whatever whenever naturally like seven o'clock maybe but at the least at the least get seven to eight hours ideally eight hours of sleep Yeah, it's just
1: like hard when you're in a family my family's like up all night like they have bad sleeping schedules so like mm-hmm. that kind of affects me because they're up and then i stay up Definitely. Like I know a sleeping schedule is like the most important thing to have. And I've been trying to fix that. I think like, cause I drink a lot of coffee. I think oh, that's yeah. what keeps me up and I have a hard time falling asleep. I have the hardest time. I'll take even medication to fall asleep. It's still hard, bro.
0: Really? In the book, it talks about coffee and how you want to limit your coffee, yeah. uh, a- after a certain time. Cause like it will be 430? in your system uh for a long time for like four to five hours but like you really want to cut it off maybe at 1 p.m if you 1 p.m yeah what time how long do you drink it to i drink oh, well,
1: usually till sometimes i drink till six okay really that's late.
0: yeah i mean because like it, it's going to prohibit the produce of melatonin from for you to get sleepy so you a lot want
1: energy during like the, the afternoon you know
0: yeah yeah and, and you really want to Pro, i guess like maybe just if you're if you're continuing to drink coffee till six maybe you cut it back to uh four hours and then it's transition to two hours you know you know do it gradually so it's not, it's not like you know cold turkey and then you just go crazy rampant but but yeah i would highly recommend you read the book to really understand what how it affects everything your sleep does and how important it is to not just get eight hours of sleep but like continuously mm-hmm. be regimented in how you go to sleep
1: yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to start working on tonight and yeah. going forward for now on, because like, I know how important it is and you need you need to be in a good routine in order to achieve anything in this world, because yep. then you can structure your day out. It's it's very important for sure.
0: Also, I think not a lot of people will know, like you and I connected on Instagram through like health. You talked about losing weight and you kind of DM me about that. And how has your process been? How's your journey been?
1: Back when I was I've always been into working out for sure. Uh, back when i was like 12 years old i was this fat ass kid i was like more it was from 12 to the age of 14 before i was starting high school i want to lose a bunch of weight because i don't want to pull up till high school being fat so i want to get some bitches on my dick <laughs> <laughs> for grade nine uh, you know so what i did just it just hit me like three months before you're about to graduate grade eight I said I'm going to start working out every day and stay consistent I'm going to lose weight I'm going to cut out all the fat foods I cut everything off cold turkey worked out consistent for three months lost all that weight became the skinniest actually in my school in three months at that age and that's really when I started working out and I used to like be really skinny then all the way up to like grade I would say grade 12. Then I started like putting on a little bit more weight and working out again. And then, as soon as we hit quarantine and lockdown, I stopped working out. Yeah, it was just harder then. I don't know why it's probably stupid because I have my own workout station, but I just kind of got demotivated to work out because I was like going in public, I didn't have to impress anybody. Yeah. You know, I just like
0: you're not the only one in this pandemic that we went through. Like, yeah. I definitely came a lot of weight quarantine because, like. I definitely didn't have the gym, you know. That could be an excuse. I know a lot of people use yeah. that. You can go outside and work out. Uh, and also, yeah, I would
1: personally, I would just say go for runs, dude. Yeah. It's I just started like one day, just like fuck this, I don't want to be fat anymore. So I go for runs. Yeah. Like that's really how I am. Like I can just cut things off cold turkey. Mm. I just went for runs around my block. It was so weird because I'm not used to like going for runs and having other people watch me. I'm like, it's kind of weird, like being in that environment. But I'm just like, fuck this, I'll just do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, that's, yeah, you got to do it. You can't can't worry about what other people think. Exactly. And that's, that goes back to social media, but also just working out no matter where you start, maybe you're 500 pounds or 300 pounds or you're 100 pounds and you want to get bigger. It it, it doesn't matter what the goals uh, are to other people. As long as the goals are true to you and you take action to get, don't get going. It doesn't matter doesn't matter exactly. where you start man exactly Gotta get man. started hopefully i was able to help you out a little bit but i mean I, I already knew that you were you got that work ethic your dedication to do so so thank you man yeah so this is really good to see but before and I before i take any more of your time you any more uh things uh obviously promote your your tiktok your youtube your instagram i want to do that yeah
1: i have philip versus the world what's my main tiktok i post vfx on there sometimes pranks i have my instagram what's philip versus the world i don't have as many followers on there i just want to say if you want to grow followers on different platforms you have to adapt your content to different platforms that's another thing i learned i want to bring up for people because people just think they get post their TikToks on instagram not all of them are going to do the same that's because people on different platforms want different content there's different formats to gary v talks a lot about that too yep so definitely i would say try to format your content for different platforms especially the YouTube transitioning from that to TikTok. Anyway, yeah, I have a YouTube channel where I have two of them, Philip versus the world, Philip versus the world live. Just just look up Philip versus the world. I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm on everything.
0: Okay. And, I, and I'll try to provide the links in the podcast. So if, if you guys are interested, just go into the description and then you guys click on the all the links that are provided below um hey phil i appreciate you coming on i think uh, a lot of listeners got a lot of valuable advice from it especially social media to outside of that right like the mental aspect of working out being in the creative state to provide all those things and again if you're starting out reach out to philip if you need any advice and also listen to podcasts also understand that you're not alone the failures and struggles you're going through we'll all go through it you're probably on the right path of going through it. So I would be happy to help
1: you guys. If you guys reach out to me, I would like to help other people out too, teach them what I can. And I want to motivate you guys to like push forward, make sure to keep your passion and keep going at it. Okay. Don't give up.
0: Perfect way way to end it. That's it, it for episode 11. Thank you guys. Love you all. Thank you.